0: Welcome to the Different Church Podcast. My name is Tyler Sturban, and I'm so grateful that you're hanging out with us today. And hey, if you want more information on our church, you can go to our website, DFRNT church, Or you can follow on all of our socials, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just be a part of everything that we do every single day. But hey, like I said before, I'm so grateful that you're here. And hey, if it encourages you, if it challenges you, will you rate us five stars? Because it helps us reach as many people as we possibly can with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So hey, like I said before, I'm thankful that you're here and I pray that this message encourages you different church everybody in house how are we feeling today are we good are we good are we good okay, okay okay everybody online man I have no idea where you're watching from maybe you're listening um you're in the gym you're on the treadmill whatever keep burning the calories and burn the sin out of your life what are you talking about what are you talking about we man my name is Tyler thank you so much for hanging on this is the first time you've ever been here man I am sorry I've already acted fool. this past week I did like a youth conference thing and so you already know they were on 10 so I've been on 10 all week so you already know we are in our last part of our series called where the hell am I going you know how when you're so lost you got to kind of cuss a little bit you know you like you're driving at night or something you're down like a back road and you're like this the only thing you see are what the lights do sometimes where am I going is not enough right like where in the golly gee am I going just isn't enough right like sometimes you gotta go where am I going and so we've been talking about my finances my my parenting all of that right and next week man I'm super excited we start a new series called oof Oof! What? What is it? O O F? On my, I have no, idea, no idea. Comment. Oof! Everyone talks. Everyone talks about rock bottom in past tense. I've never heard nobody talk about rock bottom today. And in my life, sometimes you know how everyone's like, man, God's been so good. I need God to be good. Like, you're talking about this situation like it was 10 years ago back in the 90s or something. The 90s were 20 years ago, weren't they? That is crazy. Bro, stop. Stop online. I'm sorry. This is what happens when the preacher has ADHD, but God just does something with it. You know? You know what I'm saying? We talk about... Rock bottom as in past tense, but what happens when it's present tense in my life? What happens when I am going through an oof moment? And so we start a series, but we are in the last part. And so we've been walking through. Last week, I think we talked about parenting. The week before that, everyone was kind of like salty. We talked about money. And I was thinking, uh, and I'm not, this isn't a money talk. I promise, I promise, I promise. But a lot of us want to be blessed so we don't have to budget. It's not that we want to be blessed to change the world. I just don't want to stress about my budget anymore. God will bless you, but he's also a, a, a God that honors, honors stewardship. He is still somebody that looks at stewardship as a principle in the word. And a lot of us, we just want to get, I just want to be financially blessed, so I don't got to do X, Y, Z. That's not, you, you are not financially, God does not bless you just so you don't have to do things. God blesses you so you can do things. Does that make sense? It's a different type of idea. But like I said, we're not doing that. Now we're, listen, last part, last part, last part. This, we're not talking about where the hell am I going? We're talking about where the hell are we going? If you're single and you're looking to date, if you're dating, if you're married, if you, listen, if you got friends, some of y'all don't have friends. But when you get friends, you are going to say, where the hell are, listen, we going? Because God puts people, he saw, he saw that Adam, it was not good for him to be alone. So what did he do? Let me give you someone. But he, when he gave him somebody, he gave him somebody to help do something. He did not just give him somebody to play Uno with. He did not just give him somebody to do something. He gave him, I need you to help him tend the garden. I need you to help him. In every single relationship we have, we have to ask, is this person here to help me? And so when, when it comes to dating, especially, I know a lot of us, even online, a lot of us, we just date to date. We just choose people out of a present need, not a future calling. And we cannot make decisions. I cannot choose somebody based on a present need. I choose somebody based on a future calling. I do not choose somebody because I'm lonely. I do not choose somebody because I'm horny. I don't, choose anything be, I don't choose anybody because I need something today because there will be a day where you don't need sex. There will be a day where you are not lonely. There will be a day where you don't need a text from somebody, but you need someone to pray for you. There will be a day where you need someone to worship with you. There will be a day when you need somebody to drag you to church because you can't get to church. But if you choose someone based on a present need rather than your future calling, Calling. You will never get what you really need later on because you just wanted to fulfill your loneliness today. And that is, and that is when you'll get frustrated in two year, in the two-year mark of your marriage, in the two-year mark of your dating relationship. You'll go, well, they're not doing what, because you don't need sex anymore, do you? You need someone to pray for you. You don't need somebody to go on road trips and listen to, to throwback music anymore. No, no, no. You need somebody that's going to worship with you. But you chose them because you were lonely, not because you were called. And now you are robbing, listen, you're robbing your future to pay for today. And that will be the first thing that goes. In any, type, in any situation, I give my spirituality and my relationship to God away. The, that's the first thing that goes. Right? The, 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 the afternoon before, okay. You know how you ever, maybe this is just me. You ever like have a goal like, okay, tonight I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to drink a lot of water. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to brush it to my teeth. I'm going to set my alarm clock like 15 minutes before. I'm going to wake up when my alarm clock hits. You already know I got my Bible on my my, uh, bed thing, and I'm sitting there, and I'm ready to read it, and then all of a sudden the alarm clock goes off. And you hit snooze. Nine minutes goes by. and then another, Why is it nine minutes? And another nine minutes, and another nine minutes goes by. And another nine minutes goes by. And another nine minutes goes by. And now what happens? What's the first thing you, you don't do when you're running late? Read. The first thing you rob is your spirituality, not anything else. Well, I got to get to my manager. My manager's emailing. What if God was emailing you? But you'll rob him before you rob your manager. You're more faithful to your landlord than you are the Lord. And you will rob, you will rob. The first thing that goes is your prayer life. The first thing that goes is this right here. Because, well, I got this job. I'm running late. I didn't get to do this. No, I still, my spirituality cannot go away just because I didn't prepare for it. Even when I'm running late, I go, you know what? I need to stop for a second. If it's a verse, if it's two verses, if it's three verses, because that's when the enemy snatches you up. That's how my grandma used to say whenever, you know what I mean? Like, boy, I'm going to snatch you up if you keep talking like that. That's when the enemy snatches you up when he sees you've been running late. He's going to have someone cut you off, and you're going to say, you mother, you're going to start, stuff's going to start happening. You get to work, and you see that email from Brenda already, and you're already heated. You're already heated. You're already heated. You go, and then you get, then you pick up your kids from school, and they go, can we go to this? No, we can't go here. You know what kind of day I've had? No, you chose to have that day. Because you robbed the spirituality that you were supposed to lead in that day, lead with in that day. The first thing we rob tomorrow to pay for today, but it's not just date. Listen, it's not just dating. It's my marriage. It's my marriage. When was the last time me and my spouse just sat down and said, what does the future look like? What, do, what, what are we doing? Why do we exist? Why am I breathing? When we say it all the time, on this floating rock, that if it was one inch closer to the sun, we'd burn up. One inch further away from the sun, we'd freeze it up. Why am I placed here? And, and more importantly, why are we here? What, are, what do you need help with? What do I need help with? Let's move, let's move forward. And we say it all the time, our marriage problems are not marriage problems. They're single problems we didn't deal with when we were single, and they just bled into our marriage. I don't have a vision for the future. You know why you fight so much about today? Because you don't know what you're doing tomorrow. So to, these dishes are really wearing on me. They wouldn't wear on you if, if you guys were building something for the future. What is it? Well, Today is nothing compared to what God's spoken to us. And when you, and when you buckle down and in your marriage, you go, we are not going to fight over these little things because we know that God's called us to a big thing. We're not going to let these little things nick at us, fight at us, bite at us, whatever. We're not going to allow that to happen because we know how big God, what the thing that God's called us to do. But most of us, listen, most of us will never talk about it. we It's me versus you 24-7. As long as I'm right, my day is good. That's miserable. Listen, that's miserable, that's miserable, that's miserable. We have to. And we're about to hop into the word. If you have a Bible, turn to 2 Corinthians 6, uh, verse, uh, verse 14. But whenever we, um, when we spend our whole lives, our whole marriages, trying to be right, trying to be the man, trying to be the woman, whatever, trying to be it, you'll get it. And that's all you'll get. That's all you'll get. You were right. And how that doesn't do much for me that doesn't do much for my parenting that doesn't do much for my finances that doesn't do much for my spiritual life it has to be about us us but we will and 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 if this is listen if i'm uh, if i'm all of this, we're talking about singles we're talking about dating we're talking about marriage we're talking about friendship we're talking about all of it okay Most of our marriage problems, relationship problems, dating problems, single problems don't come because the person's not coming today. It's because you chose somebody for today, not tomorrow. And I have got to, got to, got to. If I don't know where I'm going, I can't bring somebody along. Could you imagine if I was going on a a road trip, but I didn't know where I was, and I just wanted all my friends to get in the car. I get them all into the car, and they go, where are we going? I'm like, oh, I don't know. What do you guys want to do? They would look at me like I was crazy. I'm not about to wait. Listen, I'm not about to waste my time in this car going nowhere. I got other things to do. I can go make money. I can go do this. I can go do this. Tell me where you're going and I'll decide if I want to get into that car. But we just want anybody to come. But if you have a Bible, you turn to 2 Corinthians 6 verse 14. We got two verses. And I like the translation online. I like the translation that the NLT says. But uh, you probably heard it. If you got those old preachers, the old Pentecostal, don't be unequally yoked. Uh, And it's not talking about egg yolks, it's talking about like two animals getting put together, moving in the same direction. But I like what the NLT says, if you got it on the screen, look at this, if you want to play karaoke. Verse 14, don't, what's that? Team up. Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? Verse 15, and this is what we're all looking for. What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? Verse 14, don't team up. Don't connect yourself with people that aren't going in the same direction as you. When you hook up with somebody, you don't just hook up with them, you hook to them. Whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, when you hook up with somebody and you know if you've, have that kind of past like I have anytime you try to move forward you know there's a hook in you from a past relationship from a past person and that's why he's saying hey be careful who you hook to hook up with it's not always sexual sometimes it's mental sometimes it's emotional be careful because every single time you try to make a move Have you ever wondered what's at the root of homelessness? I... used to try to describe it to my husband that um, I said, I feel like I'm in this big spider web and I'm stuck in there. And how wraparound approaches at missions aim to make a difference. It's the things like that. The people who communicated that in spite of my rough edges, that they authentically cared about me. On the Restorers podcast, we'll talk to experts, investigate current issues, share stories, and give you an inside look at how we at Water Street Mission Tackle issues related to homelessness and poverty every single day. Join us by searching Restorers wherever you find your podcasts. There will be something holding you back. There will be something that's robbing your peace for the next season because you hooked to somebody that wasn't called to your next season, but you gave them your last season. And this is because what's the context? Don't team up. Don't, don't Don't join teams. Don't team up with just anybody that can do it. And, and, and what's a team's main goal? To win. If you ask anybody, you play sports, even, hey, cheerleading, ladies, online, cheerleading's a sport. One time I remember the basketball team. Listen, I, I'm telling you, one time the basketball team, uh, I'm telling you what, listen, they compete. They do all that. They make big money. They, one time the basketball coach was like, you guys are going to go do cardio with the cheerleaders. Boy, they kicked my, What? They're like, do 400 push-ups in in the splits. And I'm like, bro, I can't even do one push-up normal. And they, I'm telling you, if you've ever been a part of a sport, the main goal is one thing, what? To win. I cannot, and hear me, I cannot give my ability to win to somebody who doesn't know how to win. I cannot give my winning, the, the calling for the future that I have, I cannot give that to somebody that only knows how to lose in their mental I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. God, listen, and and, and this isn't arrogance. This isn't cockiness. This is being called. Listen, this is knowing what God's called you to do. When God has called you to something great, I can't just be around anybody that wants to gossip 24-7, that wants to talk about people 24-7, that wants to sleep in 24-7, that wants to stay out and go to the club every single night. I've got too much going on tomorrow to do this tonight. I can't do it. I'm not hating on you. Do you, boo? I'm cool with that. What I'm doing right now, though, I'm cooking. I'm cooking. I know that God's got something for me. Let me chill and let me do something today. But I can't team up with people that don't know how to win. I can't give single people. You cannot just hop into any relationship. You've got to really, because what's the dangerous part? And hey, online, you already know I got to go get something. And this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Online, you already know what's what's happening. Look at this. Where's this at? Where's this at? Where's this at? Let me put this on real quick. You know what I learned in my years of playing sports? You know what I learned? Not everyone makes the team, do they? They better not make the team or that team's trash. They better not make the, everyone better not make the team. If I, watch this, if I went to any NFL team and I went up to the coach and I've got my pads on, I got my helmet on, I say, coach, I'm ready to play. Put me on the team. He would look at me and say, well, let me see if you have the ability to play. Just because I've got the equipment to play doesn't mean I've got the ability to play. He's got to know, not do I look like a player, will I really help him win? Will I really help them get to their main goal? In your dating, there will be a lot of people that have the equipment to date. There will be a lot of people that look like husband material. There will be a lot of people that look like wifey material. But do they have the anointing for marriage? Will they pray for you? I don't need you to do all this. Will they pray for you? Will they read with you? Will they worship with you? Just because you've got the equipment on doesn't mean you've got the anointing. Oh, will 6'2"? She's so fine. Will he pray for you? I do not need more people with more helmets and pads on. I need some more people that know how to pray and worship and read. You can have the equipment and not the anointing. You can have the equipment and not the ability. You ever see, and and if you ever play sports or anything like that, you ever see somebody that like they walk out, they're dread, boy, they look like they know how to play. I used to go play like pickup basketball and stuff. And there'd be the kids that come out with the arm sleeves they got the headbands on, matching, boy, matching everything. I look like a bum out there, right? I look. I got slides on, some shorts, and a, and a wife beater. I ain't got nothing else on. And they walk out, they look clean, and they start playing and they don't know how to play. You say, boy, if you give me that equipment, let me have those shoes. Let me hold those shoes for a second. They have the equipment, but they don't have the ability. Because why? It's easier to look good than be good, isn't it? It's easier to look like a husband than to be a husband. Woo, stop, stop, online. Somebody, that's spiritual for somebody. It is easier to look like a wife than to be a wife. It is easier to look like a Christian than to be a Christian. Because why? 8 a.m. on Sunday morning, that alarm clock goes off. Are you going to wake up and hit that church? Are you going to wake up and read that word? Are you going to wake up? It is so much easier to put John 3.16 in my bio. It is, it is, it is. Am I really about this? Having equipment is the easy part. All I had to do, listen, all I had to do to look like a football player was to go buy the equipment. But then right when I get on that field, what's going to be revealed really quick? Do I know how to play? Do I not know how to play? Do I not know how to play? What? What? And I think a lot of us will see the equipment. Well, there's, you know, you've got your list. And I'm not, listen, I'm not saying lists are bad. Ooh, this isn't in my notes. We... When you follow the list your flesh wrote, you kind of ignore the things God's trying to give you. You're, you wrote the list for today, not tomorrow, and God will send you someone for tomorrow, and you'll go, God, they're not what I, they're not on my list. They're too short, but hey, they're, spiritually they're this tall. And I don't need you to have some eight foot dude walking around. I need you to have a prayer warrior because you're listen because you're going to walk through something that you can't get through yourself, and that giant can't do it. You need a David. You don't need a giant. You better stop. You don't need a Goliath. You need a, hey, you better, oh my, I already, dude, I I, thought someone was going to play the, uh, play the thing. That was pretty good. But we will, listen, we will team up with any and everybody that will show us some attention, won't we? And that's not, and listen, that's not even in dating. You get a new job, you'll start hanging out with the coworker that'll show you, show you some love so you're not awkward anymore. And then Two, two nights out, you find out, oh, this person is about to take me down a long, this person is about to turn me into an alcoholic really quick. I know you did all this, but you went with them because you just didn't want to be awkward. I would rather be awkward than be in sin. Listen, I would rather be awkward than be in sin. But not every single person makes a team, and that is okay. Not every single person should make your team. That is okay. And, here, and this is, this is going to be the, uh, if, you, if you don't like this, I'm sorry, this is just what, the, not everybody gets to heaven. Not everybody should have access to your calling. Not everybody should have access to who you are as a person, where you're going, your spirituality. They shouldn't take, if you give them your peace, they'll rip your peace up because they don't know what to do with peace because they've never met peace. And that's a later point. I already went through that. That was just, I just like that point a lot. So I'm sorry, all mine, all mine. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I should probably take these pads off too. I kind of like them, I kind of like them. But No. It made me feel a little more muscular. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> but what happens when you're, and, and, and here's the hard part. What happens when you're already on a team and y'all can't win? What happens when you've been dating somebody for about four years and if you break up with them, you got to go through the whole family drama. You got to show up to Thanksgiving and all, you already know every other question. What happens, listen, and this is something, what happens when you're married to somebody that doesn't know how to win? And you've already clung to them. In a football game, if they're losing a game, the players don't quit at halftime when they're losing, do they? What do they do? They go into the locker room and they don't go, okay, I'm, I'm done. We're losing. I'm done with this. No, what do they do? They sit down and go, let's change the game plan around. We're doing something that's not allowing us to win. Let's sit down. But we would rather complain about our marriage than communicate about our marriage. And we'll wonder why our marriage isn't winning. You're not going to the locker room and going, we are missing it in this season. Let's start to win. This is what I'm called to do. This is my position. That's your position. Let's get on the same page so we can move forward. But it's easier to complain about your marriage than to communicate about your marriage. We have got to go back to the locker room. Go to the, listen, go to the coach and go, coach, what is the play? We're struggling right now. We haven't been listening to you. We're struggling. Let's figure this thing out so we can win now. But it's easier to just go, I quit, isn't it? What, what's easier? Just take that off than to actually talk. And, 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 and here's the da- And here's This is what's really bad. When you don't even know that you're losing. You won't admit you're losing because you don't want to look bad on the ground. You don't want to look bad to your family. You better talk to somebody. You're married to this person for 100 and 400 years. You already know. You better start talking. I am not about to live a bitter, angry 80 years with this person. I'm going to talk for the next 80 minutes so we don't struggle for the next 80 years. Where are we going? What are, where the hell are we going? You talk. I'm going to talk. We're going to figure this out. And we're not yelling and we're not accusing. We're both losing. Listen, you can't accuse when you both lose. Ain't no, ain't nobody, ain't nobody in the right here. We suck. I remember, I remember in high school we played a team and they were beating the brakes off of us. And we went to halftime and we just looked at the coach and the coach went, We suck. We can't win this. But it was in that moment we can really begin to call plays. Ain't nobody going, I'm killing it. I'm doing great. No, eventually you just have to sit down and go, I'm not, we're not doing good. And if you think we are, you're messed up. Let's figure this thing out. Not everyone makes the team. Playing a team, you don't always listen. You don't always win. There are losing seasons, but the ability to communicate with your team, with your spouse, with your friends, with your coworkers, with your relationship, with your kids, with your parents, family—family's the worst. I've never won to my family. My family just thinks I lose twenty-four-seven. Catching L's. Or, are you okay? Are you okay? I've got to figure something out. But you've, it's got to come to the, okay, maybe I'm not doing that great. And, that, hey, and listen, can I, can I give you all permission? It's okay to suck sometimes. It's okay. Ain't nobody got to figure it out but Jesus. Ain't nobody got to figure it out but Jesus. That's why we talk to Jesus. I don't talk to nobody. Else. Gee, hey, let me talk to this. Let me do this. I kind of feel attacked. Can I be honest with you? Verse 14, look at what it says. Second Corinthians 6, verse 14. Don't team up with those who are unbelievers and what, oh, this is what we don't like. This is when it starts talking about my spiritual life. Before it was the team. Hey, I'm going to win. I'm going to make a lot of money. I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going to post on the gram. I'm going to get a million followers. I'm going to do all that. Look at this. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? A lot of times you'll try to make somebody righteous. You can't make somebody righteous when they're wicked. That's the Holy Spirit's job, not your job. But I, and what do they say? Ladies, you already know you've had a friend, but I can change him. Look at me. I can change him. I can change her. I can get her into church. What do they call it back in the day? Missionary dating. Like, oh, I'm going to go on a missions trip. I'm going to go to the club, go on a missions trip. See if I can bring someone back for the Lord. That is not your job, bro. Get out the club. God will get them if he wants to get them. You need to stay in church. Stay your butt in church. Do not go to the club to try to get somebody to Jesus. Jesus will go get them. You focus on you, boo. That's it. That is it. Because righteousness and wickedness can't coexist. And we will do anything. We have too many Christian girls and Christian guys trying to play God. Thinking if I can give this man or this woman my body and my mind, I can do what the Holy Spirit was called to do. That's not true. Only the Holy Spirit, because you'll try to change them and you'll become changed. And then you'll go, God, where were you at? He said, you left me to try to save them. They messed you up. Now I've got two people struggling rather than just one. Come back. God can change them and he doesn't need you close to them. And that is going to be that is going to be hard for some people. God can change them and he doesn't need you a part of it. And therefore, I've got to go. Am I reading the word? Am I praying? Am I worshiping? Am I plugged into church? Am I doing everything? And I'm going to let God, I'm going to release them. I'm not missionary dating over here. I'm going to release them so that God can get a hold of them when he wants to get a hold of them. Right now, God's trying to get a hold of me. I need to focus on me. I just need some time. I need to listen. I need some time. I need some time. I need some time. I can't change nobody. And this is with friends. This is, listen, and the, you know the, the biggest thing that I had to learn? I couldn't save my family either. I couldn't save my family, and I tried, I tried, I tried, I tried. Hey, go, go listen to this message I preached. You think they clicked that thing? I would send it to them. It had zero views. Like a week later, you know how many views I had? Negative one. They had like zero views and one like thumbs down. Like I was trying so, ho- I was trying so hard to save every single person around me. And eventually God said, hey, why don't, why don't I do that? Why don't you just love everyone around you? And if they come around you, you can do something. And you know what I found out? They didn't even want to be around me. But there were people that wanted to. And someone's like, he, we want to do the hard stuff. And we want God, hey God, I'll change them. You pray for them. I'll save them. You, you serve them. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. You pray for them. I'll change them. Are you driven by a desire to create change? Dive into From Passion to Purpose, where we unlock the stories of nonprofit trailblazers. Get inspired as leaders share invaluable tips and transformative tales that empower you to make a lasting impact in your community. Tune in and ignite your passion into purpose today. And I don't need you to lay hands on them to pray for them. I don't need you that close to them. I need you to separate yourself for a season. There were multiple disciples. there were disciples that got into fights and they split up. They said, I love you. I'm praying for you, but I'm not going to be near you in this season because you got some stuff I'm not really messing with. I'm going to do stuff. And no, everyone just think, oh, we've got to just sing kumbaya every single night. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. I have to know, is that, did God send this person? Did God send this person to me? But and And, and as we talk about righteousness and wickedness, a lot of us. And this is really, and and I guess guess this is for married people as well. This is for anybody. We do not date for potential. We date for devotion. Because you will look at someone and go, they're hubby material. They're wifey material. But if they are not devoted to becoming the best husband, they just got it inside of them. You will project who you want them to be, and they don't want to be that. You will ignore today's red flags because they have a, pu- a future for tomorrow. And they never, they never signed up for that. You projected that onto them. And now you are left. You didn't accomplish your potential because you were trying to pull their potential out. And God was like, no, no, no. I don't need you to worry about their potential. I need you to worry about your potential. And when you do that, everything else works out. We do not date for potential. It's awesome when somebody does. Listen, it's awesome if somebody does. Man, they could be the best dad. If only he'll stop cussing out his mom. What? Like this doesn't make, right? Like it doesn't make sense. You see it in them. Do they see it in them? And until they see it, and and parents, if you have kids, you know it. Until they see it, it won't happen. You know how many times I have forced somebody to be everything God's created them to be, and they still don't do it? And now I feel, listen, I feel like a failure because they didn't get there. I question my calling because they didn't get there. I question my, am I the pastor because they, they ran away? No. Maybe I just saw more in them than they saw. And I was trying to force them to do something that if God doesn't, oh, if God doesn't force them to be everything God created them to be, why should I? God won't do that. God doesn't, he didn't do that to you. He allowed your process to take place, didn't he? You allow theirs. And here's this step back too. Allow them to do it. Allow them to hurt themselves. Allow for, because that's what it took you. It took you hurting yourself. It took you falling down pits. It took you to go through all of this. But you will team up with that person because you believe in them. That's cool that you believe in them. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you pray for them. I'm glad you believe in them. Do not attach your calling. And we say it all the time, you cannot give valuable things to immature people. I do not give my nicest items to my daughters to hold. They don't know the value of it. You have given too many valuable things to people that don't know how to hold valuable things. And then you'll go, they broke it. What did you think they were going to do? They broke theirs. They broke their peace. They broke their hope. They broke their faith. They broke their love. What did you think was going to happen? When you gave them your peace, you gave them the, your faith, your hope, your love. They were gonna break it. They don't know what to do with it. They're too immature, and that's okay. We pray. Listen, we pray. And some of us are the people that break it too. It's really easy to go, oh, that person, that person. Somebody, somebody's listening to the same message about you. Somebody's going, I wish they would get. I wish Tyler would get saved. It's like, but I am saved, man. <laughs> but we cannot. T- we can and, and, and this uses, and I like the language because it's so harsh, because it makes me ask a question. This is, how can righteousness be a partner with, with wickedness? Because a lot of the question, what is it? How do I know if God's sending this person to me? God will never send you somebody to sin with. God is never in the presence of sin. Therefore, how do I know if God is in this relationship is sin in this relationship? I'm not saying you're not going to mess up. I'm not saying you're going to do this. But if the if repentance isn't a part of your relationship, God can't be a part of that. He will never send you someone to sin with. He cannot. He will not. And he will never send you someone that will pull you further away from him. He, he can't. It's not his character. It's not who holiness is set apart. And where there is sin, he has to flee. And so that's why in my Am I really, say, say you're, you're innocent. Listen, God can redeem a sinful relationship. That is not, there is no, there's, if he can redeem, redeem a sinful person, he can redeem a sinful relationship, but that relationship has to go. We have been doing things that are not of God. We come, we've got to put it under the blood of Jesus. We are not doing everything we're called to do. Let's, let's. Give forgiveness, let's wash it on the blood of Jesus, and now we move forward. But until that happens, this is not, this isn't it, this isn't it, this isn't it. He will never send you someone to sin with. But they're cute. That doesn't mean anything. What? That doesn't mean anything. they are like a million cute people, maybe two million, I don't know. There are a lot of cute people. Verse 14, don't team up with us, and Chris, if you want to complain, thank you. Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? And I love how he keeps saying this thing. How can light live with darkness? He does these two things that can't coexist together. Like these things, anytime they're near each other, what is there? There's friction. There's always someone has to lose when somebody wins. When you're in a marriage, the win is the spouse. It is not winning against your spouse. In a relationship, the win is not I got a relationship. The win is am I closer to Jesus because of the relationship? That is the win. But this says how can light live with darkness? And we, in Matthew 5, what does it say? You are to be a light on the hill shining. One of the things God has called me to be, a husband, a pastor, a father, a friend. But he's also called me to be a light. And when I surround myself, friendships, relationships, marriages, whatever, when I surround myself with people that are mad at my light, I will feel, I will feel the need to dim myself so they're comfortable. Tyler, why are you always like that? Why are you always in a good mood? Why are you always talking about this? Why you always want to pray all the time? This is who God called me to be. And I'm sorry if this makes you uncomfortable. Because when you begin to shine, they'll begin to squint. And you cannot be surrounded by people that are uncomfortable with your shine. I want to surround myself with people that when they see me shining, they're helping me shine. There is not an argument. There is not anyone getting uncomfortable with me trying to be everything God's created me to be. Or me getting uncomfortable with them being everything God's called them to be. God has call, God called me to be a light before you asked me to be your friend, before you asked me to be your spouse, before you asked me to be in, your, in a relationship with you. God called me to be a light. And I have to, if I have to dim myself to make you uncomfortable, if I have to listen to less worship music so you're uncomfortable, if I have to go to church less so you're uncomfortable, we, this relationship is probably going to struggle. It's guaranteed because white right when light comes in, the dark has to flee. And the more darkness there is, the less the light is able to be the light. And I really saw in in, in my personal life, I, I didn't really, you know, whenever I got saved, I was, I was like one of those radical Christians, got saved at 18, bro, stopped listening to everything, stopped watching. I was just like, man, i had been doing this for 18 years, bro, I'm ready to stop. Like, I was ready to stop. I wasn't trying to, like, flirt around, do the little thing, do the little thing, like, do church, the club. I wasn't trying to do that, dude. I had been in the club. I had been in fights at the club. I wasn't fighting nobody at church except for a couple times. I didn't, like, I, I was done. I was done, I was done. So when I started dating, but it was my, fr- it was my friends, man. I didn't see this hardly in dating because I, I kept it real. I said, hey, you're not touching me until we get married. You better not, you better, you better stop, I'm not doing this. But with when, but whenever I said, hey guys, y'all want to go to church. Man, why you already you you know why you always trying to talk? Why are you talking about this? Why don't and they'd hop in my car, use it. Listen, getting people would hop in my car mad about the music I was listening to, but using my gas. Don't get mad that I got worship music playing in this car if you are using my gas to get somewhere. This is who I am. I am not going to do. And the longer I spent living in the light, the more I began to see them kind of drift off. Not because I asked. Listen, not because I asked them to. If anything, I was trying to get them to come hang out with me more. I was trying to hang out with them more. And eventually they just kept getting uncomfortable. Man, I'm not. Yeah, hey, that's just not my thing. That's just not my thing. But I, listen, I never stopped being it just because they were uncomfortable with it. And you know, 10 years later, 12 years later, you know who hit me up now when their mom's sick, when their grandma's about to pass away, when something's going on, when they're going through a divorce, you know who they remember that light that, 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 that annoyed them? You don't know how many calls I get now. Hey, bro, you still doing that church thing? I see you on, I see you on Facebook, man. You still do that church thing? I say, yeah, man. Hey, man, can you pray for me? If I would have stopped being the light, they never would have had someone to come back to. But you will dim yourself in a relationship. You will dim yourself. Ladies, men, you're dating somebody. You will dim yourself to make to keep them around you. Your spirituality should be the first thing they do. I want to be you should not have to compromise your Christianity to keep somebody around at all they don't like that you pray before every meal okay I'm gonna stop eating with you you don't like that I listen to worship music every single time I get in the car I'm gonna stop driving you around you don't like where I go or you don't like that I don't like to talk about people that I'm gonna stop talking to you about people I'm not trying to listen I'm not trying to judge you this is who I am and God will never send you someone to change you he changes you no person should change you God is the only one that does that. I do not change people. They do not change me. I do not make decisions because somebody asked me to make a decision. I do not do something because somebody told me they liked it. Didn't. Tyler, don't preach like that. I don't preach like this for you. I don't do this for you. God spoke to me a long time ago and told me to do something about it. He said, there aren't enough people doing some stupid stuff. While I'm pre- I need somebody that's going to reach somebody. So I gotta do it. I gotta do it. I can't compromise what God called me to do just to have you come to my church, bro. Bounce, bounce. Every single time, bounce, bounce. Let's get you somewhere where you, where you don't have to squint. Cause I'm, listen, I'm shining. I don't need you to squint. It's gonna hurt your, listen, listen. It's gonna hurt your eyes out here. You better stop, guys. Listen, God's doing something. It's gonna hurt your eyes. Cause you're gonna, you're gonna see, you're gonna see me leveling up, and I want you to do it with me. But I can't keep dragging you into these new seasons. I could have been about eight seasons ahead if I didn't have all this weight attached to me. Stop. How can light live with darkness? Verse 14, and this is what we're all seeking. What? Harmony. Harmony. Peace. Peace. What harmony can you get when you are constant? You, you see how much, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? Bro, that's a lot of how can I? And then I want to live in harmony? I want to live like this and I also want peace? Guys, Like it's it's not going to happen. So you get to choose. Hell or harmony, you get to choose. You want a marriage from hell or you want a marriage with harmony? You choose. You want a relationship from hell you want a relationship from... You choose, you choose. But you will get, you will ask something from someone that they can't give you the thing that you're asking for. They can't can't give it to you. You're looking for peace in somebody who's never met peace. Because the word says, why can't believers and unbelievers date? It's not because believers are super good and unbelievers are super bad. It's there won't be harmony. You can't give your peace to somebody that's never met peace. You can't give your faith to somebody that doesn't know how to walk in faith. You can't give your obedience to the word to somebody that's never been obedient to the word. God's saying, hey, don't do this, not because you want to judge them, but I'm looking out for you because you're going to start slipping up you're going to start struggling you're going to start being less obedient and you know what you're called to do that's the thing you know what you're called to do and you'll jeopardize and you'll gamble your spirituality so that you can get them into it and they won't and what happens when they don't get to it you've just gambled all everything that you've been working for so hard away she's so like hey let's focus on you focus on you focus on you focus on you well, that means I have to have a vision. I have to know what the future looks like in my own life. And I don't. I, I don't even know what I'm going to eat for lunch after this, man. I don't know any. I don't know what my future looks like. That's so we say, hey, spend time in my presence. When was the last time you prayed about God? Where are you calling me to be? If you're single, this is, listen, and we, and we say it all the time. In Corinthians, Paul says being single is better than being married. And the church never says, hey, get married, get married, get married, get married. Paul says, hey, chill. Be single and dope. Do what God's called you to be. Do what you got. You don't have anything else to add on to it. Be single. But this is a moment where you go, hey, man, I feel, I feel called to be in a relationship. Why? Well, you know, Netflix is kind of boring by yourself. What if they don't like the shows you like? Well, no, I'll make them like the show. What if they won't do it? Now you're already fighting, and we haven't even talked about the spiritual. You're t- we're talking about Netflix. You're already fighting why do you want to ge- why do you want to be in a relationship until you can answer that question really don't start looking for anybody i need a team around me i don't need a team and the easiest way to find out if somebody has a vision for your life for their life this is what i've learned if if you don't know if you have a vision here's how you can ask yourself do i have a- do you talk more about the good old days or the days ahead which do you spend time talking about more when your friends call what do y'all talk about the moves y'all are making the, the stuff you're investing in, the calling you've got, or are you going, I, perfect example. I have a friend, I'm not going to say his name. I think you watch online, I'm not going to say his name. Every single time he calls me, so before I was saved, I went to Panama City Beach. I was an unsaved, dude, Lord, we've talked about this before. You know, man, I'm sorry. He went, a bunch of dudes, we went. Every, every, he's married, he's been married for like eight years. Every single time I call him, what does he want to talk about? Panama City Beach, 2010 or whatever. Every single time we talk, you remember? And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Like, do, do you have a job? Like, is your wife happy? Are you going anywhere? Are you doing anything? He only wants to talk about the past. Bro, the past is that, it? Bro, we're past that. We're past the past, man. We're past that. I'm looking ahead. The people you have around you—do they talk about what you used to do, or or, or do they talk about what you're gonna do? I don't have those people. I need those people in my life. If that's all you want to talk about, I'm done. Hey, love you. I'm Gucci. I'm gone though. I'm gone. I can't. I can't do this. I'm. I want to do too much. I can't stay here. I want to move too much. But if and 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 that's and it's remember, it's easy, right? I'm, I'm, I'm single I'm dating I can I can break up I can move on what happens when I'm when I'm I'm married and this is it We're not ch- I'm not chasing after my calling they're not chasing after their calling you communicate you communicate, you communicate, you run to prayer, you do not leave the team, you do not quit at halftime, you run to prayer, you sit down and you go, we're not doing everything God's created us to do, let's figure this thing out. But what does that mean? You've got to drop your pride. And pride is a hell of a drug. It will kill you every single time. You have to say, we're not where we could be. Let's fix this. And Somebody's got to be the first one to say it. Why not me? That's hard. I'll let my spouse start that conversation.
1: I'll let my wife
0: start that conversation. I'll let Ryan start the conversation. I'll 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 just say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen. No, I'll do it. I'm the man. I'll start it." Hey, we are not anytime like I travel a lot and Ryan's at home or vice versa and we're traveling. I'll know when I walk in, we're just we're, Nothing crazy. It's not like we're over here like putting on boxing gloves, fighting each other. I can feel that we're off. And so I'll just say, hey, Ryan, let's sit down. How are you? like, are we good? Are we okay? Are you okay? Let's get back. Let's call some audibles. Let's get back into the game. But it takes that moment of we're not okay. And most people don't want to do that. And so that's my prayer. If you've never, if you're not in a relationship, you're single online, you're single, whatever it is. Have a vision for your future before anyone else. Before anyone else gets in, because the more people, more people doesn't mean more power. It doesn't. Would you rather have one dollar or four quarters? I'd rather have one dollar. I I need to know where I'm going. So when somebody comes in and they start talking, I already know. I already know. I already know this is going to work. This isn't going to work. I don't have to talk long. And this was. And, and actually, I, I I thought about sharing this. I wasn't sure. Something I did whenever I first got saved and I wanted to date. I wanted to date around. I had just gotten saved. So I had, I, had, I wasn't perfect before. And so here it is. I, I made a decision. I wasn't going to allow my flesh to decide who I spent my life with. I wanted the spirit to decide who I spent my life with. And, my life with. and so I had, I, I, we went on three dates. If, if a girl wanted to date me or I wanted to date a girl, we went on three dates. And I would tell them at the very beginning of the date. I'd say, hey. We're not going to be physical at all. I'll give you like a hug at the end of the evening, but we're not going to hold hands. We're not going to hug. We're not going to kiss. We're not going to do any of that because I don't want my present loneliness. I don't want my flesh to think you're better than you really are for me. And so we would do three dates. And after three dates, you know, and and... You know, after three dates, can this go further? Am I willing to have conversations about kids? Am I willing to have conversations about marriage? And I would do three dates. And there were two or three young ladies before uh, I, I took Ryan out on the three. Same deal. I'd put my, my wife now went through the same thing. The three dates. And I remember at the end of the three dates, and I was always so anxious about it, but I had to do it. I would say, hey, I don't know that this, Not you are not bad. But I can see myself wasting a lot of time here just because you'll make out with me. And I wasn't cool. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to waste their time. I didn't want them to waste my time. I want to be, I want, I'm going somewhere. I saw where I was going and I need somebody to say, hey, I I just want to let you know. And they were, they were always really cool. Like they were really fine. Like, hey, thank you. Because there, and because there was never anything physical, they hadn't given really anything over outside of, I gave away money to do ice cream in the movies and all that. But outside of that, nothing was wasted. And so you could really think about, does this person really have, are they going into this next season with me? And, and I was really thankful that I, that I did that, that I dated like that. Um, and so if that helps somebody, but if you're dating and you've got to go, Hey, I don't know that this person is who I, who they said they were. I don't know that this is working out. You've got to run to the word. Have they pulled you further from the word when you started dating? Had they pulled you further from church since you started dating? Do you pray as much when you started dating? If not, you either have to do two things. One run, we say it all the time, run or run to Jesus with them and go, Hey, we are changing this thing. We're doing this thing. We're calling an audible. And I'm gonna make this thing happen. If you're in a marriage, remember, talk. Don't don't complain about it. Communicate about it. That is the the easy thing to do is to quit the team. That is the first thing most people, whenever they started, whenever summer practices started in football, we had to be in the sun for a bunch of times. After the first practice, there are some kids going, "Whoa, no!" and they quit. The team started out 100 kids strong. There'd be 50 kids at the end of the summer left. Hardly enough kids because it was hard, and they wanted to quit. And we don't do that. So let's pray. I want to pray for you online. I have no idea who you are, where you are. Where the hell are you guys going? Lord, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. We honor you. And God, I'm sorry when I've given my future to people that don't even know what to do with their future. I'm sorry when I've given my calling over to people that don't know what their calling is. I'm sorry when I've given my peace and my hope and my faith to somebody that doesn't know what they're doing with it. I want to take what you spoke to me so serious. And I'm done wasting time. I'm done wasting time. I'm done wasting time. Lord, I want to chase after you like I never have before in this next season. I know what you've called me to do. Wow. I see see what you've called me to do. And I want to do everything I can to get there. And even if that means distancing myself from people that I don't necessarily see eye to eye with. Or getting close to somebody that I may not agree with. But I know that they can do something for my future. Getting close to them. Whatever that is. But God, I'm sorry whenever I, you're the first thing, you're the first person, you're the first thing that gets out of my life whenever I'm struggling, when I'm stressed. Uh-uh, 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 I'm not doing that no more. I want you and only you. Lord, we love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. It's your name we pray and everybody said, Amen.